I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to a special Super Tuesday edition of Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. We're broadcasting live today from the Marmalade Branch Library here in downtown Salt Lake City, which is, of course, where you should be, a polling location on a day like today. Uh, a lot of energy, a lot of activity here at the library as people come into the polling location. Reminder, polls will be open until 8 p.m. tonight. You can cast your ballot for either the Republican side or the Democratic side. Uh, take your pick, but get in and vote. It is your civic duty. And one of our favorite civics persons, Scott Rasmussen, joins us on the line. Scott, how are you doing on a Super Tuesday? Well, I'm doing great, boy. And I've been called worse than one of your favorite civic persons. So, you know, I'll take that as a good start to the day. You know, I, I, I kept thinking about you. Because we're we're sitting here in the in the library, and I thought Scott Rasmussen would absolutely love watching this. This is uh, this is civil society at its best. Absolutely, you know, and and also I think it's important because the focus is on the voters, not on the candidates, not on the political intrigue in Washington, and and too often in the political world uh, we get caught up in the that other perspective that it's all about the people in Washington, and that's just not the case. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as you look at the lay of the land today, 14 states going to the polls, over 1,300 delegates uh, on the line. Uh, what are the numbers that you're watching for today that uh, might give us some indication of where this race, a uh, very turbulent race, uh, heads next? The first thing I'm going to watch for is how much Joe Biden overperforms the polling ex- expectations, uh, especially, you know, compared to three or four days ago before South Carolina. If he is, it looks like from the hints we're getting that he is going to do much better, that people are now beginning to coalesce around him as the alternative, the non-Bernie Sanders alternative for Democrats. And so, you know, it's a big difference if he uh, really outperforms the polls and wins in a place like Texas and closes the gap significantly in California than if he just gets a mild bounce. So that's the first thing. Um, and the reason it's so challenging is I can, I'm having a hard time remembering a 72-hour stretch that has just changed our perspective of the race as much as the last 72 hours have on the Democratic side. You know, you had the big win in South Carolina for Biden, and all of a sudden there have been this avalanche of endorsements. And Harry Reid's out with a story yeah. in USA Today saying Biden is the only one who can we can count on to beat Trump. And, and this unifying 
around Joe Biden as the is the Democratic or a choice of the Democratic establishment. Pretty astounding. Yeah. It, it, it's so interesting. I, I just concluded an interview with uh, Mayor Mike Bloomberg, and, and he was very open and said, look, my strategy, uh, I asked him the question, what does winning look like today? And he said winning is getting delegates and making sure no one else gets to 1,991. His strategy is clearly a contested convention. He said the first round will go through, no one will get the number, and he said I am confident I can make my case that I'm the most qualified, best prepared, best able to uh, take out President Trump and best to lead the country. Uh, What do you think of that? Well, first of all, it's the only strategy he has available to him, so that's a a shrewd approach. And second, uh, you know, there's a lot of reports out that he has not bought a lot of advertising for after today. Uh, So, you know, we'll we'll have to wait and see how serious he is, depending on how he does today. Um, But, you know, you and I talked a few months ago about the fact that at the time there were three potential nominees, Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, and Mike Bloomberg. And Bloomberg's strategy was to spend a ton of money, you know, probably close to a billion dollars by now, uh, and hope that Biden collapsed. And for a couple of weeks, it looked like that might be the case. But all of a sudden, we're having uh, you know this this resurgence of Joe Biden and uh, Klobuchar and Buttigieg dropping out of the race and saying they want to support him, and uh, I, I think that's a serious wrinkle in the plan put forth by Mike Bloomberg. Now, having said that, is there a scenario? Of course, the scenario is Biden does very well um, in the delegate count, comes in ahead of a Bernie Sanders. Um, and then something pops up, either something else from his past or perhaps a health issue or who knows what it might be that makes Democrats at that point nervous. And the Democrats who are supporting Joe Biden aren't going to look kindly on Bernie Sanders as the alternative. So I, um, you know, a baseball team, when they're down seven runs going into the bottom of the ninth, can win. But I think that's uh, it's pretty rare. And that's where Mike Bloomberg is today. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to ask you as well about uh, Elizabeth Warren. She has uh, made a similar statement that she's going to stay until convention because she thinks it will go to a second ballot. Uh, And so if Elizabeth Warren stays in uh, and she siphons off uh, enough delegates from Bernie Sanders and then you have a Bloomberg-Biden split going on, uh, you had mentioned at one point that the number we should be watching is 40, that uh, that Bernie Sanders really has to keep at a 40 percent clip uh, on capturing these delegates in order to get to that 1991. Right. Bernie Sanders, you know, has he's he's done well. He's won in divided fields, but he's been picking up 28, 30 percent of the vote. If he keeps doing it at that level, um, he will not be the nominee. He will not be close enough. He needs to really be expanding his leads. And when he goes into the convention, if he doesn't have a majority of the delegates, he needs to have a big lead over everybody else. Uh, And, and, you know, tonight, uh, one of the things that's going to be critical to that strategy for Bernie Sanders is what happens in California. Uh, The problem for all of us is California takes a couple of weeks to count their votes, so we won't really know for sure. Uh, But the hints will be... If Joe Biden is competitive in California, and if Elizabeth Warren gets over 15 percent so she can pick up a number of delegates, uh, then Bernie Sanders is in a bit of trouble because, uh, you know, he really needs to win big in California to build up and pad a delegate lead. Uh, Don't think that's going to happen right now. Uh, But then again, there have been surprises throughout this campaign season, so we'll just have to wait and see. 
absolutely. Scott Rasmussen, uh, pollster, our partner in uh, polling for the Deseret News and the Hinckley Institute of Politics. Uh, appreciate your perspective. As always, we'll tap into you again real soon. Thanks, Scott. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Lloyd. All right. Uh, we're going to step aside for our uh, last commercial break, and we're broadcasting live from the Marmalade Branch Library polling location here in downtown Salt Lake City. If you've missed any of the action today, including my interview with Mayor Bloomberg, you can go to the Any Hour Services app and uh, download it there. And uh, we're always appreciative to our friends at Any Hour Services. Uh, get that up. Stay tuned. Stay in touch uh, all day and every day with KSL News Radio. We'll step aside. When we come back, we're going to talk about citizen reformers, your duty, why you should have hope in the future of America. Stay with us on KSL.